You are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm Vicki Baird, and I'm your intuitive life and development coach. And this is the podcast where we demystify intuition, your first sense, that knowing that comes along with being a soul, agreeing to do a physical journey, and the aspects that help the tools and the skill sets and all of that that make being a human so much fun once we learn them. And of course, we're always going to keep growing and expanding. And I think that's the fun part. And I'm hoping to help people get on board with that so we can stop whining so much about being human. I mean, this is a gift. And I feel like the more that we appreciate it, the more fun we're going to have. And that leads me right into the topic of this episode, which is about being thankful. Here in the States, Thanksgiving is this week. And of course, I can't let a week go by like that without acknowledging it and doing a call to action that we not save being thankful for one day, that we expanded out into all of them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So here you go with the jingle, and I hope you're thankful for that. And I'll see you back in a couple of seconds. VickiBear.com. It's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut, it's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. So thanks for coming back. Um, that jingle always makes me laugh. I'm very thankful to Fiverr. That's uh, where I commissioned that piece. And every time I think... I need to create a new one. My own intuition says, stop it. This is about being fun. This is about being playful. And people seem to like it. So this week, I'm going to talk about being thankful and how that can impact our lives and how you can develop maybe some new practices or develop some practices in the first place and acknowledging how powerful being in a thankful state can be in our life. We have been talking about the law of attraction and creating the life that we want to be in. And I just know you can't do that without an attitude of gratitude. And that is what we're going to talk about. And Zig Ziglar, who is a um, popular spiritualist back in the day. And we are, you've read some of the statements. If you've seen some of the memes around, he created quite a few of them and, you know, credits his mom with helping him to be raised as being grateful and thankful for the life that they had. And it was not a super easy one either, but she had a lot of faith in her process and in him. And he blessedly grew up hearing that he was wonderful and he, and not in a, you know, explode the ego kind of way, but in a, you just are the best kid um, because you're part of me and I love you. So I think that's such a great gift. And then he passed it along with his teachings. So there's a lot of... Um, plenty of material out there if you wanted to check him out. But he is credited with coining the phrase attitude of gratitude. And 
that is something that I don't know that all of us were taught as a child. I suspect we weren't. And I'm grateful that his mom did. And I'm grateful that it's wired within us from a soul level to be um, appreciative. And it's one of those emotional skills that we have that I do feel needs to be practiced. And it's a muscle that needs to be uh, used over and over again in order to be at its greatest strength and its highest capacity. So if you weren't taught, like Zig Ziglar was, to be appreciative or to have faith in whatever the process was, to be grateful to those around you, it's entirely possible that the neural pathways are not yet completely formed within your brain, and that needs to be on board in order for us to be in that grateful space. And... This, I feel, is each of our responsibilities in our life once we reach adulthood, but it does help to understand that the, you know, the, the neural pathways, the wiring, the pathology may not have been in place in order to have that be something that is super easy to you. Um, I don't know about you, but I've met people who I used to think, wow, are you really that happy? Um, they've, you know, there's, there must be something that they're covering for. Or they're not being truthful to themselves, but there truly are the people that look on, you know, to that full cup, to the bright side, to, you know, the shiny places. And, uh, I've become one of them. It took a lot of rewiring of my own pathways and a decision to, be different than the others who wanted to complain and whine and always tell their story. And I think that being able to look at the fact that while we were taught manners as children, we were not instructed in how to be grateful. If anything, we were raised in a lot of fear. And that is on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, it does it just doesn't allow gratitude to be there as much. So in you know raising my own kids and learning that geez that just doesn't feel good to be you know miserable all the time and I started looking into well how do you get there and it's like anything else where we learn it and if you were someone who was also not given as many messages about being appreciative and I don't mean the <laughs> the message of I, you know, you should be appreciative because I've provided this for you. That's not teaching appreciation. That's teaching fear, intimidation, or, you know, blind loyalty. I'm talking about where someone um, knows that they matter simply because they are matter, simply because they are of this earth or of a soul place. And to learn that after having been taught that most things come with um, consequences or that I, it, it, in all likelihood the expression of love was not going to be there, you had to kind of read between the lines, it takes a little bit for the brain to shift, to come into a place of wanting to be open for it because there's also 
you know, could be a, a great deal of not wanting to get your hopes up and then being disappointed. So the reason I bring this up is some of you listening probably had a similar experience growing up and perhaps you weren't greeted with a message message of gratitude for the fact that you were in someone's life. And I want to express my gratitude that you're listening to this and that you are of our planet because I truly believe that everyone contributes and and adds to the greater whole. And that to me, I'm so grateful for because how boring would it be if we were all the same? I do not, I'm not interested in living with a bunch of droids. So the process of becoming grateful is one that requires effort on our part. It requires some skill sets, some tools, and I'm going to share those with you like I always do in the second part of the show. So it's worth sticking around. Uh, But what are some of the places and some of the experiences that you've had that may have contributed to it being more challenging to see the benefit to a situation? So uh, did you grow up or have you experienced you know, some of like our news outlets where everything is always chicken little, the sky is falling kind of stuff. Do you pay a lot of attention to that? I guess my request would, my question would be, how tired are you of only hearing, seeing, feeling, intuiting, processing the lack, the fear side of things? Um, are you frustrated with the fact that you are wanting to understand yourself, grow, and yet things may not be manifesting in the way that you would like them to? Well, newsflash, they don't always manifest in the way that we would like them to. I do believe they manifest in our highest interest, and then we have to <laughs> kind of figure out what's the message here. But Have you looked at the very possible real aspect that you're just tired of being frustrated, of being um, challenged by your own mindset? And those doubts can get in there, again, often contributed. I don't think always from a person who means to put us down. I think sometimes people are speaking of their own experiences and if we learn to hear them but not join in them it can be very uh, empowering actually I have had in my past I don't see them so much now some people who everything was a complaint like you literally did, did not say how are you or how's today going or any of those questions that I ask and I genuinely want to know they're not just in passing Because it would be a litany of complaints about other people, the process, what happened, something so expensive. And that can be uh, toxic. It can be, it can actually be addictive to be in that process. People often think that when they're in the complaining place or in the drama place, that they're full of energy, that this is exciting. And it's not. It's uh, actually a low vibration, a low frequency that if you want to develop your first sense and your intuition and you sit in those low frequencies, 
it's going to be incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to expand your own Claire sisters, your own uh, your own sensitivity, if you're only looking at or the majority of the time you're looking at what's not going well rather than what is going well. So sometimes we get into this because we were taught the comparing game. And that's a, you know, that's a slippery slope to be in where you know, you're keeping up with the Joneses is an old expression where you are comparing yourself to what someone else said, did, thought, perceived, um, or is showing as their level of success, uh, however that's determined, because I just don't think that there's one measuring stick. And, you know, we're brought up this way in school, and, you know, you're the ones that do really, really well are pointed out, and sometimes we're asked to level up to them when that's their experience. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be yours or your child's. So when we're comparing, I feel like, and I see this in people, they're actually giving away their energy. And this is very similar to also paying too much attention to what other people think. And as fast as news moves right now, you're just not the center of attention. I hate to tell you that, but even if you are for five minutes, eh, just wait five minutes, it's going to pass by. So when the comparison thing wants to come up for you, or if you're in the practice of it and coming up into the holiday season, I see this a lot as well, where people are just pressed for time, financially pressed, um, and wanting to, you know, just make the, the Instagram perfect life. And because I work with real humans on an everyday basis, not the digital ones, I see how the ones where if we looked at it from the outside, yeah, we'd be like, wow, they have everything together and they have, you know, the most amazing house. They're always have the perfect dish. They work, they have kids, they do everything. Well, that pressure is a lot of what I help people dissipate and to learn to come into a place of appreciation for where they are in life. And it, in every circumstance, we are unwinding or reversing the habit of comparison and learning to, for them to be in appreciation of what they've created or what's in their life at this moment. Um, and that would be amazing for all of us to have that conversation with within self of if you want something to change in your life and if you want something to grow, fantastic. But if you're doing it because other people seem to have it and you want the perceived happiness that is going along with the super edited pictures or the, you know, busy seeming to be some kind of reward or search for reward. I don't know that anybody ever receives the reward. I don't know if anybody's figured that out yet. But that comparison, just keep in mind, appearances can be very deceiving. And the soul-crushing sadness that is evident in those 
who say, I have to keep this up because other people think that this is my life. It, it's, it guts me. It absolutely takes me, takes the wind out of me and I'm not even the one living it. So imagine what it's like to live in there. So my wondering is if you are doing the comparing game, is it something that you could take some honest stock of in your life and see if you even stinking want what the other person is showing. Um, I just feel like sometimes we don't know ourselves well enough to be able to say, you know what, even if I busted my butt to get that, I don't even know that I'd be happy. It's never, the happy never comes in getting something. It's usually about the process and feeling great about yourself and, you know, recognizing when you picked yourself up when you thought you couldn't you couldn't go any further. So um, the comparison thing, if you want to inspire yourself, that's fantastic and absolutely beautiful. Uh, But if you're comparing and if you're thinking that someone else has or is more than you are, you're giving away a lot of energy and also very difficult to tap into your own intuition if you're doing that. So maybe you could be thankful about who you are where you are, how you are, um, and start there. And if you feel the comparison coming up, you just pause it and say, that's not me. Um, I've said before, I'm one of eight kids and I'm number seven. So, you know, six (laughs) coming previous to me, I heard my entire life, how much I looked like my older sister. And I'm grateful. I think she's gorgeous. Um, And I heard in school the question of why don't I like science because my second oldest sister loves science. I do now. I just didn't at the time. Maybe they were boring teachers. I don't think they ever asked themselves that. And, you know, I would hear how my sister who's just above me was so quiet. Why wasn't I quiet like her? Well, that's not going to happen. Um, and if they ever heard her yell, when she's the one we would ask to yell because she could <laughs> um, bellow, we'll say. So that's in the case of appearances can be deceiving. The, the quiet, somewhat meek one is the one that has the best lungs in our family, which is, just cracks me up. So that comparison game, you know, it, uh, some of us are raised into that by virtue of choosing families with so many siblings. I've already renegotiated my next contract. I love my siblings, but I'm not doing it with all of you next lifetime. There's too many moving parts. Um... So it's not about being delusional. This thankful thing is really about the presence of mind, um, willingness to take an inventory, um, to learn how to be appreciative of your own soul's wiring. Because remember, you are not only your human self here experiencing this, you have as many soul lives you know, as many human lives, sorry, one soul, human lives that repeat, you know, you come in and you do the human thing again. So no one else has walked that path in all those lifetimes or in this lifetime. So you are the only one who can give that unique perspective. And 
that is significant. We need to be appreciating our individuality and our unique wiring um, in order to contribute to the world. So I'm going to take a little break here and have you contemplate what is your unique wiring? What do you provide simply by being you and taking breath and nourishment on this planet? Everybody contributes, everyone. And if we're willing to pause and see the gift, man, this is a really cool place to live. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast by Vicki Baird, intuitive coach, consultant, and speaker. Did you know that you can schedule a private intuitive session with Vicki? Book your own phone or video session online at vickibaird.com slash booking. And if you're ready to create transformation in your life as you develop your own intuition, choose a coaching package. With three, six, or 12-month options, you can benefit from Vicki's wise guidance over time as you discover your path. Plus, with a coaching package, you'll get improved pricing and priority advanced scheduling. Book today at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Thank you for coming back and for being willing to consider the fact that you could bring more appreciation and the attitude of gratitude and thankfulness into your life more than when there's a holiday that's reminding us of that, um, but on a daily, in a daily practice. And, the, you know, it's being thankful and, and grateful and uh, appreciative, it's not about lying to yourself. It is not about being delusional or ignoring pain. It's actually quite the opposite. When we're thankful for what we are experiencing and the ability to experience it, it helps us see through the pain. And I think that in being in a thankful place, we won't, we don't have to stay in the challenge of things. We don't have to stay in this moment is going to be the rest of my life. We actually, when you're in a practice of thankfulness, you look for what's the message here? What can I learn here? What is it bringing to me that maybe I missed? Is this a repeat pattern? Um, You know, is this one of those cosmic two by fours where I didn't see uh, the, the repetitiveness of it and now I can and I can be grateful for that? I feel like when we're honest about all of the emotions, 
it is much easier to see what is the exponential growth that's possible in every situation. So, and the other thing that I have noticed in current times is there's so much talk of being anxious and kids are very anxious. I had a five-year-old tell me that he was anxious. Now, I love that kids are learning to express their emotions. They're allowed to express their emotions and that they're making a connection to what they're feeling. I just have wondered recently that is there more anxiousness, not only because we're speaking of it, but because we've gotten away from the practice of being appreciative of what our lives are. I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to push a button on the wall and have heat. I would chop wood. I would carry it if need be, have in my past, could do it again. Uh, But I don't want to. And I am grateful every time that I can hit that little button, not only because the heat comes out in my home, but because I can then pay the bill for the, the heat and that I have a place to live and, you know, a car to drive. That appreciation, I feel, keeps the anxiousness, the anxiety, the um, overall feeling of overwhelmment from bubbling up as much. One of the things that you instruct somebody to do when they're having a panic attack is to look around and name five things in the room. Because once they name the third or fourth thing, you can see their breathing start to shift. And I feel like that's a certain level of appreciation. It's the focusing on what is around me, what is here that's solid, what is here that's true. And I feel like if we had a practice of doing that on a daily basis, and we recognize on a daily basis just how amazing our lives are, there would be less nervousness and there would be more of a feeling of I can really not only handle this life, but I can rock it. And then truly appreciating who we are and, and what we bring in to this world. And there are going to be moments where those energies exist. But if with a five-year-old, I had to think about, well, what's in his world that, and is he just repeating what he's heard, but what's in his world that he needs to be anxious about? Pretty much only has to put his pants on and get to school. Um, and I know there's a lot of pressure in that now, but if that starts at five, whew, that's a pretty challenging road. So I would ask the parents out there or those of you that are impacting our young ones' lives to institute this in your classrooms or your daycare, your dinner table. Um, one of my good friends, at the end, at her dinner table, they go around and they say, what is something, what was the best part of the day? And the kids are not expected to give a report of what they accomplished. It truly is what's the best part of the day. If it was the meal that's on the plate right then, or they had a good laugh, or they got to 
uh, electronics time, <laughs> it, di- it doesn't seem to matter what they're appreciative of. It, the fact that that practice of appreciation is there, I think also keeps the gimmies down a little bit because when we're not thankful for what we have, we're looking outside of ourselves for other things to fill it up, either from a a drug, a drink, a food, another person, uh, buying something super, super challenging physically ourselves. Um, that All of that comes from a place of having a slightly empty well and thankfulness and appreciation of that fills that well up. And then we don't seem to need as much because need is lack. Wanting is fine, uh, but need comes with a lack energy. So what do you do with it? How do you begin a practice of an attitude of gratitude if it wasn't wired in your neural pathways? Um, I feel like it's uh, it first starts with that inventory of how do you feel appreciation get to know your own expression of self and what that means from a communicative place with self so i can be here by myself and uh, just think the other day i'll give you a good example the other day, I I wear the readers now. Uh, thank you, 50 years old, and my amazing eyes that still see remarkably well because of the LASIK surgery I had a couple of years ago. So I, But I was working on the computer, and I'm like, wow, these glasses, I think I need to get stronger ones. Yeah, they weren't on my eyes. They were on the top of my head. And I, my mother used to always say she had eyes in the back of her head, so maybe we have eyes in the top of her head, our head. But I cracked myself up. I literally laughed for about 10 minutes and then shared it with my daughter because I knew she would appreciate the fact that I wasn't beating myself up. I really found that to be so funny. And this is an example of being appreciative of life rather than going to the place of, you know, I'm not even going to say these statements to myself, but the self um, negative talk. I didn't have to go there because my autopilot went to, (laughs) that's really funny, (laughs) that I'm I'm wondering why they're not working when I didn't even put them on. So that comes from years ago, I promise you, that would have been a very different conversation. Uh, And I probably would have ruminated on it for a while about how could I possibly have thought that or experienced that. So One of the ways that you shift the attitude is by figuring out what is your expression. Mine is humor. Uh, I feel like that raises frequency. I naturally find things funny that most people don't, and I really appreciate that about myself. And I feel like that also brings to those around me almost a permission state of it's okay to be silly. I spent enough years being really super serious. I'm willing to be reverent, but I'm I'm just not willing to be serious anymore. So you start this by creating those lists that you know I love so much. I do love my lists, my ta-da lists, as well as the appreciation list. So you write it down. You take an inventory of what is already good in your life. And you don't have to love the job to appreciate the fact that you get a paycheck 
find something in whatever feels contrary in your world. Find something that is the gift in it that allows you to appreciate it. Write it down. Do that inventory. And then spend some time contemplating it. And in that contemplation may very well be, what would you like to change? What would you like to shift in in how maybe it is that job? Maybe you're grateful for the paycheck, but you're not exactly loving the environment you're in. So once you're appreciative of the paycheck, that will hold a higher frequency than you know, complaining about the whole thing, which will then allow another position to come in that perhaps has a more collaborative working environment. Share your gratitude of others with them. Don't keep it to yourself. Why are you holding back on that stuff? Let people know that you appreciate them, that you find them funny, that you see the aspects of them that they may not see in themselves. You let people know that you're grateful they're in your life. And that can be as simple as holding a door for someone or saying thank you for someone holding the door for you, but make eye contact. Don't do it as a brush off. Really see the people that are in your world. And, you know, the more and we get pulled in with all of this entertainment that comes into our homes and our phones and the earphones and, and the isolation that happens, that's also, I think, why there's some anxiety going on, but because we're meant to connect with others. Um, and as someone who requires a lot of alone and downtime, I still feel like this is imperative as a human that we connect. So share your gratitude with others. Let them know that your world has some special sparkle in it. Uh, I just had a difficult conversation with my cat's veterinarian, and I told her I really appreciate that she is a straight shooter, that she lets me know what's going on, and then I can make an informed decision from there. And I told her that I appreciated the fact that she wants to sugarcoat it, but that's not my energy and that's not who I am. And the fact that she respected me as an intelligent adult to be able to hand me hand what my choices are, um, I really appreciate that I've created this caretaker for my furball um, and that there's a sense of trust that's there. And she now knows that she doesn't have to <laughs> edit or take care of my emotional state. And by honoring her, I let her off the hook for feeling like she has to make sure I'm okay in this process. That's not her responsibility. It's kind of her, but it's not her responsibility. So share your gratitude. Acknowledge what is great in your life already. And by paying attention, taking an inventory, um, when you lie down in your bed at night, and especially if it's the night you change the sheets, and you you know snuggle in, be grateful for that blanket. Uh, be grateful for the bed that supports you, the floor that supports the bed. You know, keep it going. You just keep 
you know, riffing on it. Just keep <laughs> making your list. It raises your intuitive vibration to seek these higher frequencies of thankfulness and gratitude and um, kind hearts and courageous conversations. And when you raise your into those higher frequencies and you set an intention of being there, it will activate that like attracts like. Well, that's working all the time, but it will activate you attracting to yourself those that also have a similar mindset because it, it can be challenging to be with those who, who want to stay in the muck and don't want to shift. And then you'll have to make a decision of your own choosing if that's where you'd like to remain. Being thankful helps us to remain present. And when you stay present, absolutely miraculous things happen. When you're not lost in regurgitating the past or futurizing something that hasn't even shown up yet and you're running the worst case scenarios, um, you're it's very difficult to be in that grateful place if you're way out there because you're not even paying attention to what's in the room or the car you're driving. If we could get a little bit more paying attention, I'd be grateful for that. So a gratitude journal is a wonderful thing to have. And I do recommend that it's paper and a writing instrument and not on your digital uh, form. But if that gets you into the practice of doing it, well, then go for it. As you're going to sleep, uh, or before you go to sleep, I should say, <laughs> don't fall asleep with a writing sharp utensil in your hand. As you're going to sleep, list a few things that you're grateful for for that day. Um, I have There have been times where I'm drifting off and didn't do it, and I, I bring myself back to presence to, to absolutely do it, because here's the fun thing. How you go to sleep is how you wake up. So if you go into your sleep state and your soul starts to travel, when it comes back, it comes back in the same energy in which it left through the door, right? So it comes back through the same door. So if you go to sleep in gratitude, the energy will already be there to be waking up in gratitude. So it's another reason to complete your day or your night if you work overnight, um, which is still your day, but it was the night. It's another reason to be in that space of focus and willingness to put your effort forth. And when you wake up, be in the place of gratitude as well for the pillow, for the bed, for waking up. <laughs> you woke up on this side of the of the realm. So that's something to be grateful for as well. And then get excited about not what you have to do, but what you get to do. You get to get up. You get to be a part of your life. You get to make conscious decisions. You get to decide how your brain operates if you want to put the effort into it. So if you feel like being thankful is challenging for you um, or you're not sure how to get that pump primed, well, then volunteer somewhere. 
go somewhere where people are in their process and we need to respect that, not feel sorry for them, respect it, and contribute to those who are working their law of attraction and may need some help and maybe they need somebody to serve a meal or to donate some clothes uh, or their time. So volunteer, uh, get a reality check is really what this is about. Get out of your own entitlement of that every day should be amazing for you and you should just be receiving, receiving, receiving. Knock it off. Um, Get into the place of being helpful and then thankful will also help you to feel value within your own self. And you already have the value, but I recognize that sometimes tapping into that is very challenging. And that's where other people's opinions, again, carry a little bit too much weight. So stop feeling sorry for yourself um, and do something to change it. Because when you're in that place of um, mired in your own story, It's not going to change until you do something about it. That's the brilliance of being an individual soul. You're the only one who can do something about it. There are those of us that can help and guide you along that way, but you still have to do it. A lot of the times people will give me credit for where they are in life and what they've achieved. And um, I said to someone yesterday when she was expressing that, and please know when I hear that, it just, oh makes me all ooey gooey. And I'm grateful. I truly am. However, what I said to her was, yes, we did coaching. And yes, I saw you when you couldn't see you yet. I, I will absolutely hold that space. And that, that not hold the space because I, I don't think we have to hold it for other people. I think they're capable of providing their own. But I will hold that vision of who I believe you truthfully to be until such time that you can see what your version of it is. But most of coaching happens between sessions, you know, when you're out there living your life. So even though I can be an integral part in that, I am very clear that I'm not the one doing it. And I don't want to take the credit for that because I want people to feel the value within themselves and then <laughs> then they'll be grateful for themselves. They'll be thankful that they had some kind of fortitude and a willingness to change. And then maybe they'll go out and they'll help someone else do that. So stop watching reality TV. It's not real, it's not real people. Just stop it. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that. So another way to check into uh, to increase gratitude and thankfulness is connecting with spirit. And that is however you do it in your faith, in your um, connection to the universe, in your reminder that there's a heartbeat in everything. So Maybe that takes an inner dialogue. Maybe that takes releasing messages from the past that have been provided for you. And it takes you learning what is your relationship with spirit um, and the heartbeat of the universe. And that in that you can, you know, check out what is your, you know, what's your internal code? Um, What do you know about you? 
And what do you see as being great, amazing, fun, silly, unique, special, individually you? Um, All of this is your responsibility to see. You can do it with the help of spirit because they pretty much think we're all that in a bag of kettle chips anyway. So um, you may as well harness that energy and see if you can put it into action in the physical plane. It is your responsibility. No one can do it for you. But that also means that when you are holding gratitude, thankfulness, you're shifting, you're growing, you get to have a little bit of, I did this. You know, like no one else can run a marathon for you. No one else can uh, pursue that any goal or anything that you'd like to achieve solely for you. Um, And if they do, it's not going to be, not going to feel good. So that's something in and of itself to be grateful for, that what you create, you get to be proud of um, and have it be kind and in some way of service. And if you are completely grateful for your own life, I promise you that will radiate out of you. And I'm grateful for you guys. I have a thankful list that is pretty active within my mind all the time. And then sometimes I'm thankful that somebody let me move into traffic ahead of them. Um, Or that uh, there was a sale on the creamer I love. You know, that kind of stuff adds up as well. So part of my thankful list is you listeners, my kids, grandkids, my amazing partner, friends, clients, my pets, my condo, my car, heat, my treadmill, my body, my humor, love of learning, ability to carry a tune on most days, the human journey with which my soul fully engages, documentaries, I love documentaries, new experiences, the miracles I see in humankind every day, the angels, my guides, spirit, music, There's always laundry to do, and that's because I have plenty of clothes. I have electricity, running water, and a unique appreciation of the laundry process. I get that. Uh, The things I've learned about myself this year, it's been a pretty mind-opening, create some healthy space and use my communication style directly and clearly with people. So I was excited to be able to practice that and to use it. I'm so grateful, thankful for my business. The knowledge of energy that helps me truly appreciate being human. My late husband's passing, because while that was his journey, it taught me so much about myself. It taught me so much about us. It's opened my eyes to new ways of loving Um, And that there's not only one way and that we can love many people and have that space within our heart. Uh, I love showers, hiking, biking, particularly showers after the hiking and biking. 
Um, curiosity. I love that word and I love being curious about all things. I don't have to delve into them or make anything a big project, but I love being curious about things. I love yoga pants. I know that can be controversial sometimes, but I also love yoga. So I think that it's a, it's a good pairing. Like if you love yoga pants and you've never done a pigeon pose or downward dog or savasthana, eh, still love your yoga pants. It really is easy to keep it going if you allow yourself to do that. So these are just a few things that are popping off the top of my mind when I thought about, well, what am I grateful for and what are some examples I can give? So um, if you give yourself permission to look around and take in this mind-blowingly amazing world we live in, then the thankfulness should follow suit. And with the thankfulness, I hope comes a love for self. I am so grateful that you listen and that you're part of my journey. And I look forward to seeing you next episode. VickyBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.